welcome, welcome everyone to The Enthusiast Life. I am your host, Mark Turcott. I'm so glad each and every one of you have decided to make me a part of your day. Well, my friends, it is Wednesday, August 26th, 2020, and we have some exciting things to talk about on today's episode. But before we do, as always, don't forget you can follow me on Twitter at Mark Turk. That's M-A-R-K-T-U-R-C. And of course, you can email the show at theenthuselife at gmail.com. Well, let's kick it off today because I know yesterday everybody, just like our house here, was super excited because it's that great holiday every year that everyone is so, so excited about, and that is Madden Day. Now, I didn't get to see, did the Madden see its shadow this year? I'm, I didn't get to see if the if uh, John Madden saw his shadow this year and if we could actually go into uh, fall releases, but that's right. Madden Day, obviously exciting for some folks because there is a new Madden game, but for others, it just means that the fall video game season, the the big release window, is finally kicking off. Although, you know, it's kind of funny, the way the industry's been going here over the last couple of years, it doesn't really matter fall anymore. I mean, obviously we do get some big releases, but it's like just the release windows of games just continues now. It's like we're constantly having games. There is no real lull that we see really anymore, and especially I'm sure COVID this year is going to throw a lot of that into just chaos when it comes to game releases, which we're already seeing with all these delays. Uh, But yes, Madden 21 is out. I've mentioned before how my son is just a huge, huge Madden fan. So it was just a big day in our house. He, uh, of course, bought the Super Digital Deluxe Edition, so he could start playing on Tuesday. I think for everybody else, uh, it is actually releasing on the 28th on Friday. So if you didn't buy that early access version, uh, you're not going to be able to get into the, to that. But also, if you do have EA access, you can get a 10-hour trial of the game. And uh, so yesterday, I came home from work, and he's like, Dad, well, you got to hop in mad, and you got to play. So came home, had dinner, ended up, you know, he had already downloaded it for me on my Xbox because he wants to get in and uh, play some multiplayer. Uh, so I went in, and of course, it's mad. And there's a new mode they put in there called The Yard, where you create a character, and then you actually play as if you would play, like, I think it's six on six in your yard, literally. Like you're playing like, you know, uh, where you have to, I mean, they don't do like one Mississippi, two Mississippi to rush, but there is a red line on the ground and you can't rush the quarterback until it turns green. So it's kind of using that same mentality as if you're just in the yard playing with your friends. Um, plays very different. You're getting different cosmetics and things for your um, characters. Uh, and you also can even like have a, uh, they call them prototypes. So you pick like the type of player you want to be. You want to be like a really good rusher like Christian McCaffrey or do you want to be a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers and your character is built like that player. And, you know, of course, you're not just always playing like if I pick Aaron Rodgers, I'm not always playing quarterback. I mean, I'm playing defense with him. I'm playing could potentially just be, be a wide receiver. It all just depends on who your team is and the, the composition of your the rest of your team. Um, but it's a neat little mode. That's kind of the the new thing they're adding in. Uh, my son was very blunt to tell me that I need to start playing Madden Mobile again because you can get things in Madden Mobile that will carry over to this, specifically in the yard. <laughs> so if you play the yard in Madden Mobile, you can get uh, things in there. Um, but the, the biggest issue we had, and, and it seems to be kind of across the board right now, and uh, he told me uh, last night when we were getting ready to go to bed that supposedly they're putting out a patch today, um, is a couple things. One, servers little shaky took us a while to get into the yard into an online match it, it was kind of a mess uh, disconnected us a couple times at one point I even had to actually completely just close the game on my on my Xbox and relaunch it um, but also the menus are just god awful slow like 
the ultimate team is his thing. And, and if you're not familiar with that, I've talked about it before, but it's basically a mode where you go in, you complete little challenges um, that could be maybe, you know, get uh, 40 rushing yards on this next drive or, you know, pass five times in the next eight plays, little things like that. And it's literally like you're not even playing a full game. You're just going in to do those eight plays. If you fail a challenge, you can either replay it or go do another challenge. So it's just kind of like these quick little bite-sized things. So it, it kind of gives you something to work for as you're playing the game. Um, just, you know, not actually playing a full football game. So it is pretty neat. Uh, but you can unlock, challenge by completing the challenges, you unlock like these packs of cards or just specific cards or random cards or uh, an in-game currency to then go buy players on this marketplace or even uh get packs to unlock other players and the players you're unlocking have ratings on them so like they're it's just think of like a baseball card or, or an actual physical football card there may be a lamar jackson that is kind of a common card or there may be a very ultra rare legendary lamar jackson and that legendary one would represent then if you put him on your team represent a just badass version of Lamar Jackson that will then become your quarterback on your team. Um, so a lot of people play this mode because then they're constantly releasing new cards with new stats and, and all of that. And again, it's all random packs that you're essentially opening. And then there's also the marketplace. It's almost like an auction house um, using in-game currency and in that where you can then buy players in the game and trade them and do all that different stuff. So that's more my son, like his focus in Madden is always on ultimate team. So I jumped into that. And the issue is, like I said, with the the, the slow menus is, I mean, I'm, I would do a challenge, get a, you know, say, okay, you unlock this pack. So I would go to open the pack, take it a little bit of time to, to even open the pack to see what players I was getting. And then when I would get them, I would say, all right, I want to go to my team and see my team. It was like taking it a while to open up like my offense to see, because all the cards have pictures of the players. And that's the only thing I could think about is maybe it's like, hitting the server while it's doing that to then load in like the the character art like maybe the the character art isn't part of the game file on the Xbox. I don't know what it was, but it just was just like atrocious. <laughs> like it was terrible. I'm sitting there thinking like what is going on? And I I wouldn't think that it was because so many people were playing the game because again, this is kind of like a slow trickle of people getting into the game. It actually doesn't come out until Friday unless you paid that extra money. Now maybe if you are an ultimate team, I think that's really would be the only reason to be playing this game early is you want to kind of get that head start. So maybe everybody was hitting ultimate team, but still, I mean, you can't, I mean, they just can't have that happening because it was pretty rough. I mean, it almost had me thinking like, okay, this game is coming to next gen. We're going to get this on the um, PS5 and the Series X. I mean, we hear about how there's minimal loading. Like maybe that is a case for having the next gen console of, of having a faster version of Madden, but that just doesn't make sense because it's literally just loading men a menu screen. So that's just, I mean, I'm not going to spend all this money on a console to then just be able to <laughs> load my Madden Ultimate team faster. Like, it's one thing if I'm Spider-Man fast traveling across, a, you know, a map or, you know, Ratchet and Clank, you're, you're pulling in these, rendering these different levels. But all we're rendering here is like cover art for, for these little fake cards. Like, it just didn't make sense. Um, but, you know, either way, had some fun hopefully that patch is coming out especially i hope it's out at least by friday before the mainstream gets in um but you know right now it seems the game's kind of having some middling reviews the gameplay itself actually is much slower um than last year's and, and which i guess a lot of people did complain about last year's being too fast uh the running i mean you were running all over the place i mean i would watch my son play and he would just either be like cam newton or lamar jackson 
uh, or Michael Vick, or even Steve Young was great. You could, you, he was had Steve Young for a while as his quarterback, running all over the field, like all over the place, super fast. This year, people are saying they basically slowed it down a bit, and it kind of gives him more of that simulation feel, and I, I could definitely feel it. I mean, some of the challenges I was doing, I was running, and um, the running is not as I don't want to say as good this year. I mean, it's probably more realistic this year. Last year, there was a lot of like stop and go jukes you could do. And it was just like much more arcadey than it had ever been before. And um, so, you know, that's just, I guess, personal taste of people like that. Uh, I kind of enjoyed, like when it comes to my sports games, like I like to be overpowered. I mean, I'm playing this on like, I don't know, rookie mode or whatever, because I don't play a lot of Maddens. I mean, my son plays on the higher tier because he... And I'm, I'm going to sound like an old man saying this, but he has all the buttons down pat. <laughs> you know, Madden back in our day, you had like one button for your spin move and like that was it, right? Now you have, I mean, you got your juke stick, you have your stick, you have buttons. I mean, it's just a lot going on. I don't have the muscle memory for Madden yet, so I may get there at some point. But I'm just playing on rookie because I like to run the scoreboard up. I love, even when I play like the NHL games, I love to just you know, have my score be 15 to zero or 15 to one. I just, I don't know what it is. When I play those games, I don't want to say I don't like a challenge, but I just, I like to be overpowered. Like that's fun. I mean, I go back to the days when I used to play Joe Montana football on the Genesis with my dad. And this is not a lie at all. I beat my dad 120 to nothing in that game on the Sega Genesis Joe Montana football. Unbelievable. It was the greatest thing ever. It was literally just shotgun, Hail Mary. Every time my dad didn't know how to stop it. Um, yeah, that was kind of our, our history of video games goes back to, uh, battling over there uh, on that. And it's, I don't know. I just, I always liked playing sports games being overpowered. Like it's just, it's a lot of fun to do that. Even, you know, MLB, the show, I just had it on kind of the light thing. So I'm cranking home runs out like crazy. It just gives you that little, like adrenaline rush, you know, that little dopamine fix that you need just to kind of, I don't know. That's just the way I like my sports game. So ultimate team will, you know, I'm, 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 Gonna play some Madden here, especially this week, because Avengers doesn't come out till next week. So I'm all in on Madden this week, and uh, I'm sure my son's gonna keep me up to date. He he wants me. He almost made me promise that I I'm gonna try to keep up with some of this. So I told him I said I will try to stick in some Madden here every once in a while, um, but this week definitely uh, I'm gonna be playing it. And hey, if you're a Madden fan, I'm sure you're all about this game. And uh, if you haven't played Madden in a while, um, you know maybe last year's game would be enough for you. Cause I don't know, like even looking at some of the reviews from this, it just seems like they just kind of iterated just a little bit. And I don't think that new game mode, the yard is really a big enough mode to pull new players into the game because of that. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, let's see. We have this week launching is gamescom. So we got the big gamescom schedule. It's kicking off this Thursday at uh, what's that? One 30, p.m. Eastern, 10.30 a.m. Pacific on opening night. Now, remember, Gamescom, of course, does come from Germany. So that may be why it seems a little bit odd when we're talking opening night. And this is actually 10.30 in the morning on the uh, <laughs> West Coast. Uh, but uh, lots of things going to be revealed. I'm going through the schedule here. And there's like many, many unannounced game trailer reveal, unannounced game trailer reveal, unannounced game trailer and gameplay reveal, like just going on and on down this list. Um, Gamescom is always fun. It's always neat to see all the things that they're showing there. And the cool thing about Gamescom is generally the actual event itself is open to the public um, and goes usually for about five days. What they're doing this time is uh, it is going all the way through Sunday. It is going to, of course, be a digital event, kind of like what we've seen up to this point, obviously because of the pandemic. Um, But I'm sure we're going to get some good things. I know there's going to be some uh, Destiny Beyond Light being showed there. One of the big things that was teased yesterday that I think is going to be there on opening night is... Some more Ratchet and Clank 
uh, new, they say trailer. I think it is a gameplay trailer, so I can't wait to see more of that. Um, some Eververse 2. I don't know if you guys have ever played that game. Eververse is great. or I'm sorry, Everspace. Everspace 2. Um, Everspace actually is a, um, a Game Pass game. A lot of fun, like a, a space game. It even came out on uh, the Switch, um, which was kind of neat. Uh, but lots of things. Some more Godfall. And then, of course, all those unannounced games that um, we haven't we have no idea what they are, but I'm sure we're going to get um, some big excitements there. And, uh, you know, I got to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised, guys. I would not be surprised if we get one of the big two, if not both, giving us dates and pricing. It just seems like this is the time. I mean, we're going into September and potentially we could have these consoles in like two and a half months. And yet... We don't know a date. We don't know a price. We have no pre-orders. What better time than right now? I mean, I guess I, I say what better time. I mean, the only other better time is you have your own event and announce it. So like we kind of talked about with, you know, the, the way these events have been going, it's great how companies can basically own the news cycle because they're the only ones doing something that day. Gamescom throws that out the window when there's literally news stories breaking on the half hour every day. But it just feels right to me this that this is going to be the time for that. So keep a lookout. You know, I'm, I'm sure, you know, if you're looking to pre-order one of these things, this may be the time. Um, I don't know. I just got a feeling because we can't go much longer, right? We just can't. If we get to September 1st, if we don't have pre-orders or, or release dates out there, I just, what are we doing? Like, I mean, I've seen, I saw rumblings like Sony had to come out this week and say like, nope, we're still launching in 2020. That's the plan. And then even Microsoft, I mean, rumors have been running that uh, potentially, um, you know, Xbox or not Xbox, Halo is going to be pushed to 2022 because of a, a story that was posted, uh, I believe, over on, um, I forget what website it was on, but I don't even think it was a story. It was just kind of like just the, the Microsoft store page for Halo Infinite. Um, and even they had to come out and say like, nope, we're still launching next year. And even to the point where people, you know, the story was running that it was going to even get pushed just to a Series X exclusive game and PC game and not be an Xbox One X game. But yesterday, nope, they had to come out and say, we still are working. We're going to make it the best on every Xbox console we can. That is the plan. Because, I mean, how could people not be skeptical? We're getting so far into the this year here where we need to have information. I mean, by this point, you know, E3 would have happened two months ago. And generally, that's when pricing and pre-orders open up for a lot of the consoles. I remember being at E3 the year the, the PlayStation 4 was getting set to launch and pre-ordering my PlayStation 4 from LA, like it being at E3 pre-ordering on my phone, my my PlayStation 4. So it's like, it's just, I don't know. I'm, I got a feeling this is going to be the week, which by the way, I haven't mentioned on the show yet here. And I know I've been very adamant saying I'm, I'm skipping these consoles and I know everybody's going to say, ha ha, we knew it. We knew you were going to get one. But as fate would have it at my work, you guys know, obviously, I mean, the past couple of weeks here having shows not on Tuesdays and just the way I've been working and doing the testing over the last few months and just working crazy hours, long hours, all that. This pandemic has made it clearly like the hardest year for me ever as a pharmacist working. It's just been insane, the things that we've had to do this year. Um, but due to that, my my company has decided that um, they've been giving kind of throughout this whole pandemic to hourly associates um, small little bonuses, just giving them bonuses saying, hey, thank you for doing what you're doing. But they haven't been doing anything for us, the managers. As a pharmacist, I am considered a manager uh, at the store, but I haven't done anything for us. Got an email last week saying that last week's paycheck was going to have a nice little bonus in it, a surprise out of nowhere. 
And uh, let's just say I came home, told my wife, hey, you know, because her she's a big budgeter, big planner and all that. I say, just want to let you know, you know, my check this week's going to have a lot more money than it normally does. But I'm just telling you right now, <laughs> that money is buying me a PlayStation 5. I know I'm going to want it at some point. And why not? This is money that we didn't have budgeted. That's just coming out of nowhere. Let's put it aside as for the PlayStation 5. And the green light was given. So my friends, I will be getting as long as I can pre-order it. That's the thing now. I'm just waiting. Like, where are these pre-orders? And I'm, I'm stressing now that I'm just going to miss out on it. Um, but yes, I will be getting the PlayStation 5 at launch. Plan, obviously, is I'll at least have Avengers there. If Miles is there day one, I'll be there. And uh, we'll see either either Godfall or maybe even, which probably will be Godfall, um, just because it's it'll be a new game, right, that'll be out there. I mean, I kind of plan to play that on PC, but... I know I'll have some friends probably playing it on the PlayStation um, or maybe Assassin's Creed. I don't know. We'll see. Or maybe Cyberpunk. Man, see, now my head's going to be going crazy because I got to think about what titles I want. But either way, PS5 coming to me, hopefully on day one. So there's some news for you. I know I've been kind of adamant about saying, you don't need to get these consoles. And here I am. <laughs> I'm going to be getting, it one, getting one. But it's due to fate. It was kind of an unexpected thing. And so lucky me, I guess. But it's, hey, I... I Literally, we've been through a lot these these last, this whole, what, three or five, six month pandemic here at work. And it's just, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm owing it to myself and doing something that I know I would want, uh, kind of for having to go through all of that. Um, let's see, let's move on here to uh, one, one more video game story uh, before we move on to some um, just television and new and movie stuff. Um, Call of Duty Black Ops event happening today. So by the time many of you hear this, it may have already happened, but today on Wednesday at 1.30 Eastern, Within Call of Duty Modern Warfare, there is a Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War Warzone event happening. So I think you just have to own Warzone. You don't even have to own Modern Warfare. Um, but they've been kind of teasing this out. There's been kind of these little pieces. Um, people kind of been piecing together things they've been finding in the game. And I guess there's a contract in the game that people are going to be able to get um, that are kind of leading to this uh, reveal. And it seems to be it's going to be on the level of like a Fortnite event. I've never taken part in any of those. I've seen my kids take part in it. I obviously watch videos of that, but I'm home today. I think I'm going to do it. They're telling people probably start logging in around one between, you know, one and one 30, obviously. Uh, but one 30 is the event. I don't know what to expect. I mean, I'm assuming we're just going to watch a trailer kind of like Fortnite would do kind of the reveal of it, or maybe it's going to be like a long 15, 20 minute thing. Um, is there going to be chaos happening on the map? I don't know, but if you're around today or even, you know, if you're not, but you want to check in and kind of see what cold war is going to be all about. 1.30 Eastern, check it out. Um, I'm going to be uh, definitely logging in on the Xbox. So if anybody's going to be playing on the Xbox or jumping into that, let me know. Uh, maybe we can hang out in a, in a party chat um, and uh, kind of check it all out together because I'm interested to see what that's going to be. Uh, all right, let's shift gears away from video games and talk some television. Uh, my wife and I actually last night, we watched the first episode of HBO's Perry Mason, um, which kind of made me chuckle. She's like, I want to watch Perry Mason. I'm thinking like, whenever I think Perry Mason, I think of like, for women, they had murder. She wrote in the '80s, and for guys in like the late uh, what in like the '60s, they had Perry Mason. It was kind of like that, almost like a Dragnet type show that was on TV. Um, but HBO has rebooted it. I actually kind of went back and looked at the history of Perry Mason. It goes back to a, a series of novels that started coming out in the '30s. This character and uh, HBO's version of Perry Mason does take place in the '40s, um, and uh, the actor that's playing with him, I, I recognized his face. Um, but I couldn't really picture where I, I saw him from. But his name is Matthew Reese. 
Uh, but it has a couple other people in it uh, that I recognize. John Lithgow is in it, uh, which was kind of always... I, I didn't even see his face. You just heard his voice at first, and immediately you knew who he was. Uh, but Perry Mason is like this um, uh, uh, detective basically that gets hired to go out and just do all this different work. Now, it actually, I'm looking right now, they say it takes place in the 30s. To me, in my 30s and 40s, kind of always get mixed. So 1932, Los Angeles, and uh, they're getting over the Great Depression because there were actually some some nods to um, people just, you know, struggling with money and that. They did mention the war, so that's what had me thinking 40s. Um, but I guess, yeah, that would be pushed more towards um, going into the 50s at that point. So, um, But the show, the way they, they style it is really neat. They added, like... Um, the soundtrack to it just kind of has that old kind of, you know, 30s vaudeville type vibe to it. Uh, it also has um, like the the splash screen in the beginning that says the title Perry Mason. It says it. And then on the bottom, it has like, like when, if you ever watch one of those old movies and it kind of has like the Roman numerals for the year and all that. It just just the, the way the title card looks straight out of the, the old style movies. Um, and the first episode is cool. I'm not going to say it's like this amazing show that everybody needs to go and watch. But like we watched it and my wife was like, she's like, Oh, you know, it, it seems pretty neat. I, I like it. And I was like, yeah, I'm like, it's cool. And then at the very end, it kind of left you on a little bit of a cliffhanger because it is a mystery in the end. I mean, he's a, de- he's a detective and she's like, I think we're gonna have to watch, the- keep watching the show. And I was like, yeah, I think we are too. Cause you want to see like he himself, he's not necessarily a lovable guy. Um, he's, he has a lot of <laughs> grit to him as a detective. I mean, we see him, he has a lady friend. We see that he just kind of gets together. No real relationship, just, you know, needs to spend some time with a lady pretty much is all he's needing to do. Um, uh, you know, we see him drinking multiple times. So it's not like he's like this great, lovable, amazing detective. Um, but the things he's going through and just his, his know-how when it comes to solving crimes is there. And it starts off with a crime where it's, uh, the very beginning, um, it's the, this couple that has lost their baby. It's been kidnapped with a ransom. Um, and, uh, ultimately they, the p- people basically set them up to give them money says, I'm going to leave your child here. They're fine. Um, they see the child from a distance is perfectly fine. And then when they actually get up close the mom's hugging the baby, so excited to see it. And then when she actually, actually looks at the baby, it is the baby, but it's not alive anymore. And it's just right there kind of kicks it off. And, um, it's good. It's cool. Like, I think I like it. I, I'd seen a lot of people kind of tweeting about it. It's been out, I think, I think it's already done. It came out a couple months ago. And because every time I go on HBO Max, uh, it would always be there, like the logo for it, for the HBO stuff. And it was always on um, uh, just HBO. So um, I think we're going to get through it, but it's cool. I like it. If, if you like kind of that, that uh, time piece, that setting piece, um, I think this may be a show for you. And, and kind of just that mystery around it um, seems to be cool. Now, speaking of some just time piece pieces, uh, the trailer dropped for Netflix's Enola Holmes, and uh, this is that new Millie Bobby Brown show, and wow, this thing came out of nowhere for me. It just blew me away. This trailer looks awesome. Millie Bobby Brown, of course, uh, from Stranger Things th- fame, and uh, as you hear in the name, Holmes, she is the sister of Sherlock Holmes, and so we're getting this, uh, uh, and, and I should say Sherlock Holmes is played by Henry Cavill, uh, which is awesome. Um, but, uh, it basically kicks off with her mom, Helena Bottom Carter, who just, she says, I had this great relationship with my mom. It's great. And then one day she wakes up and she's gone. And then it just becomes this quest for her to find her mom. Where did her mom go? What happened? She basically, uh, enlists her brother, Henry Cavill, Sherlock Holmes, and even, I guess they even have another brother, brother played by, uh, Sam Claflin, uh, Mycroft Holmes. And they 
basically kind of go on this quest to find her mom. Now, it doesn't seem like Henry Cavill is going to have a huge part in it. He's not going to be in it, you know, uh, the whole movie. I think at the end it says, like, and featuring him. So he'll be there to some extent, but it's really Millie Bobby Brown's uh, movie. But you see her, like, becoming a lady, but then also having just these badass fight scenes. And I like she's often, like, talking to the camera, talking to us as the audience that is kind of neat. So it seems like it's going to kind of be this fun, action-filled movie And uh, at first, I actually didn't realize it was going to be a movie. I thought it was going to be a series, uh, but it is only going to be a movie. Uh, It is coming out September 23rd. It's going to have a runtime of over two hours. So we're going to get some good good experience with these these characters. Um, But this is kind of what I love Netflix does. Like they drop a trailer and usually they're not dropping their trailers months in advance. You know, like you think about like how many movies do we get in seven, eight months prior to their release we're getting the trailers and then you have like kind of this long drop drawn out hype machine netflix is so good about doing this like hey here's the trailer comes out next month or hey here's the trailer comes out in a week like they even do that sometimes this one september 23rd so a month away um looks great and i I really can't wait for it it's funny like september has so many things especially um like september 3rd i mean raised by wolves the new ridley scott uh show coming hbo max comes out september 3rd the boys season two comes out i think it's either the third or the fourth. I mean, obviously, Avengers, a video game. Like, there's a lot happening that week. Um, a lot to get through, obviously, before this movie <clears throat> on September 23rd. So, um, I don't know. We, we got a good good, uh, good few uh, weeks coming up here with uh, some great content. I can't wait to see that. Uh, finally, today, I do want to just mention we did get word that Kate McKinnon from Saturday Night Live fame, the great comedian, uh, is making a show. I guess this has been greenlit for uh, NBC TV and, of course, Peacock to make a Tiger King series. And Kate McKinnon herself will be playing Carol Baskins. Yeah, that's right. Kate McKinnon will be playing Carol Baskins in a Tiger King series. Supposedly, it is based off the podcast of the name, you know, of Tiger King. So it isn't necessarily the documentary, although obviously the stories are the same to some extent. Um, Take that for what it is. They've not, I guess, actually uh, have a a, uh, Tiger King himself, a Joe Exotic, but, um, you know, I, I don't know. Like, are we get, just going to be getting too much Tiger King? I mean, I know it's still hugely popular and a lot of people really enjoyed it. Uh, my wife and I did finally watch that last episode where the kind of uh, Joel McHale gets together with all the cast members and kind of talks about the show. Um, but I don't know if we need to keep... Uh, I don't know. Is this that's, Are we going to have that conversation again? I'm like, do we need to keep making series based off other things? I don't know. Like, th- this to me is just a weird one. But, but here's the deal. It depends on how Kate McKinnon does it because it'd be one thing if we try to actually dramatize it and do it that way. But could Kate McKinnon do like an office level type show? And, and when I say that, or, or like Modern Family, where they're actually talking to the audience, you know, how shows, I mean, that's a very popular thing over the last probably what, five, six years where it shows it's a comedy, they're showing you the action, but then they cut to the people sitting down as if it's like a, a mockumentary type show. Is that maybe what we're going to get? If we get that from Kate McKinnon, there may be something to that. If you're kind of basing it off of that and just going through, you know, all the stories and all the the, the Tiger King beats, that may be something interesting that they could possibly pull off. And I could see them doing that. That's maybe the way you make that show. You don't actually just make it, you know, just a, a straight comedy showing the action and, and, you know, everything that's happening or even just make it a, a drama. You make it a mockumentary a la The Office or any of those shows, or Reno 911, you know, something like that. Maybe that's the way they do it. Um, and, of course, Kate McKinnon, just with her her uh, SNL chops, would be perfect for that, I'm sure. So, um, but, uh, hey, we'll see. 
All right, well, that's going to be it for me today, guys. Thank you so much, obviously, for tuning in. Tomorrow, I'll be talking, of course, about the big Call of Duty information. Uh, of course, Gamescom will not be happening by the point we record tomorrow, but I'm sure Friday we'll be diving into all of that uh, as well as coming up. But uh, let me know. I, I would love to know what you think of Call of Duty. If you see that today, email me, theenthuselife at gmail.com, or hit me on Twitter at Mark Turk at M-A-R-K-T-U-R-C. And uh, of course, don't forget, if you want to help support the show, you can do that by becoming a Patreon, which, by the way, this weekend, I'll be releasing our latest Patreon episode. We got to it a little bit late. So uh, here a week later, I'm going to be releasing it to you guys. So this weekend, be on the lookout for that. It's over two hours of uh, just fantastic conversation. If you do want to become a patron, you can find that down in the show notes. Find the links over to the Patreon website. And of course, that gets you access to not only uh, early access to that patron-only podcast and the chance to be on the show, but also gets you access to our exclusive Discord where we've been chatting about all these topics that I've talked about today and more uh, all day long, every single day. So if you want to be a part of that, you can find that down in the show notes. So everybody, thank you as always for tuning in. And until tomorrow, we'll catch you next time.